0: Our lead story today was the fact the city of Surrey has launched a petition to BC Supreme Court to try and halt the ongoing transition from the RCMP uh, to the Surrey Police Service. Uh, it is seeking a judicial review of the province's uh, July 19th decision uh, to try and force a municipality to go through with the police transition. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, this uh, court challenge this is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. Good afternoon, Keith. Hello, Jazz, and let's discuss the story that would never go away. No, it never goes <laughs> it away. Never goes away. So, what are you hearing today?
1: Well, I've uh, obviously you heard Peter German, who's representing Surrey, give his explanation or his reasons for this. Um, which aren't don't seem to be legal reasons, as more political reasons that uh, this is an elected council and whose decision has been overturned wrongly, and that RCMP has been around Surrey for a long time, so it should be allowed to continue. Had several conversations with Public Safety Mike Farmer, who's in Quebec today at a, a federal-provincial justice ministers conference, and I have to tell you, I mean, I've talked to Farmers scores dozens of times about this file. The notion that Surrey would go to court has certainly been expected all along. That was, you know, certainly a card they always were willing to play. But I remember asking farmers a year ago, have you got legal advice that says what you you could do under the act is sound and could withstand a Surrey court challenge? And he was adamant back then they have solid legal advice that the police act's powers laid out for the minister are clear enough for him to make the decision that he made. And I get the sense he's almost, you know, not surprised by this, but kind of exasperated that this continues to be, the story that doesn't go away. I think they view this as simply another delaying tactic from the Surrey Municipal Hall. And I couldn't help but feel that I could almost, even though we're on the telephone, I could almost see his eyeballs rolling back in his head, like, here we go again, as if, you know, this was not unexpected at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen beyond the, you know, this moving to the courts? What do you expect from Mr. Farnworth or the government in regards to responding to this outside of court?
1: Well, I don't think you're going to see any response other than perhaps a brief in front of a judge on a judicial review saying the Surrey has no jurisdiction here. Uh, So there will be that response in court. Um, But there's also going to be some changes to the Police Act that will be introduced uh, this week, either Monday or Tuesday. I'll be reporting those on Global Tonight. And that goes to changes that affect not necessarily this particular dispute, although perhaps there will be a change on that. There is some rumblings. There's going to be a specific measure brought in that, you know, we'll see what Surrey thinks about it. But also there's going to be several other changes. One is changing the police act to ensure that if any municipality were to do something like this again, a couple of things. A minister will actually be, uh, have an earlier involvement. In this rather than late in the day, it'll be right at the beginning. The minister of the day, whoever it is, whether it's a different party, different government, will have access to information pertaining to any transition right at the beginning rather than late in the day and not conflicting information. It has to be, you know, information everyone agrees with. And also a provision, I'm not sure how this is going to be worded, to ensure that no municipality that embarks on a police transition will be able to change its mind as Surrey did, which was the big complicating factor here. I mean, they went down a path and went down a path, went down a path, had an election and suddenly reversed course. And I think the Police Act is going to be amended to ensure that something like that scenario is not repeated uh, in the day's ahead. Day. because there are other municipalities, you know, they're going to be looking at transition yeah. to other police forces, either moving from RCMP to municipal or potentially moving from municipal to a regional.
0: What, what I find interesting, I mean, what these two examples you've given me, is just, I would call it the Surrey legislation, quite frankly. I mean, the, the the previous administration could have been a lot more transparent in regards to how this transition would work, what the potential costs, you're not going to know all the costs, but the potential costs in a much more open way. Uh, and as you said, you change council, a majority changes, and all of a sudden you have this issue that is before the government now. Now, my understanding is beyond the cost. Now, Mr. German, during our three o'clock conversation, said, look, the difference between the RCMP and SPS, over ten years is going to be four hundred and sixty-four million dollars. that three taxpayers uh, will have to deal with. They also said that, uh, excluding transition costs, the SBC SPS will cost thirty-one million dollars more annually than the RCMP. That's page nine of the um, document that they had filed. But one of the other issues they brought up is the issue of the community charter and whether or not uh, you know the the city has a say uh, in regarding uh, you know policing and the costs. I, I did push. Um, the Mr. German a little bit on the Police Act issue uh, at the 3 o'clock hour. Take a listen to, the, to our conversation at that point. Does the Police Act not give final say to the Solicitor General and the provincial government? I mean, municipalities are creatures of the provincial government. I mean, through a stroke of a pen, not that it would happen, a city couldn't exist without the provincial government giving them the opportunity to exist. There are creatures of the provincial government. The Police Act, to my understanding, basically says the Solicitor General has the ultimate say, the government, provincial government has the ultimate say in this. It, it doesn't matter whether or not what Ms. Uh, Locke and her colleagues ran on and whether or not they oppose one yep. policing service over another, it's, it would almost be irrelevant. Ultimately, what the law says is the Police Act, which is the provincial government. Am I wrong here?
1: Not that you're right or wrong, it it is an issue for the court at this point, Jazz. Um, That is really, that goes to the the nexus of the uh, petition that was filed, the Mm -hmm. jurisdiction of the province. Where does it begin and where does it end? And certainly, the Police Act would be a relevant piece of legislation, but there may other may be other legislation as well that's relevant.
0: And so, Keith, uh, that was uh, Peter German at three o'clock. So I was going through some of this, uh, page ten of this document, uh, point 57, seven, subsection two. Here it says. The provincial government must not assign responsibilities to municipalities unless there is a provision for resources required to fulfill the responsibility. So I think there's a focus on the community charter here. That, I think, is going to be their core issue legally. I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just saying in the document here, it looks like they're focusing on the community charter and then the second issue, which is just the costs alone over 10 years.
1: Well, first of all, on the cost, the numbers keep changing.
0: So my rule of thumb is I don't believe
1: anyone on the cost. The provincial government or Surrey, they haven't shown any supporting documents to come up with Without a question, what the costs are going to be on either side. The government's never explain why they're giving $150 million and not $160 or 140 And And depending on what counselor you talk in, talk in Surrey, the numbers keep changing there as well. So I think the costs are kind of irrelevant, and I don't think a judge cares about that. It will perhaps turn on – it's going to turn on the law and the community charter and municipal rights versus um, provincial rights. What's interesting, this is not the only file that pits the province against municipalities, because, of course, you've got the provincial government now saying they're also about to bring in a law, either this week or next, that's going to change the zoning powers of municipalities and give the province more power to affect zoning changes within a municipality. So right now, the BC NAB government has served notice. It is willing to exert its provincial authority over municipalities on a number of levels. In Surrey's case, when it comes to policing, in other jurisdictions, when it comes to housing. And it may not stop there. And I know they've got a team of lawyers that, you know, dwarf anything surrey has got, that have been beavering away on this file of what ultimately has the power here, municipalities or the province. And the province has signaled it's very comfortable on at least two fronts that it has the power at the end of the day. And that's why I don't detect any panic over here.
0: Our guest is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. for talking about the city of Surrey launching a petition to BC Supreme Court to try and halt the ongoing transition from the RCMP to the Surrey Police Service. Please give me a call on the open line, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone. Uh, let's go to our open line. Let's go to uh, Heather in Surrey.
1: Hi
0: there. Hi. What's on your mind?
1: I, I think they should just get on with it. Every single delay is just going to cost more money. Crazy. Are
0: you are you comfortable with the four hundred? I mean, this is and uh, I know Keith doesn't believe the numbers, but uh, according to Peter German, it's four hundred and sixty million dollars extra under the Surrey Police Service over ten years. If even it's half that, you're comfortable with that as a Surrey resident? That's a good question. You've got to pay more. It's gonna, there's going to be something there at the end of the day. And the city says in their document that it is going to cost about $31 million extra every single year. To run the SPS, which generally municipal forces do cost more uh, than than the RCMP. So I guess the cost is one of those issues. Maybe, Keith, jump in here for a second. The province has already put $150 million on the table. So the $460 million, let's just say if those numbers are right, just for a moment, believable. And there's $150 million towards that. So you're, you're taking some of that $460, it's coming down pretty quick. That's about $310. Could there be more money on the table if, if let's just say, Surrey did come to the provincial government in a much more diplomatic way to get Get some money?
1: Oh, conceivably, for sure. But I can tell you, talking to senior officials in the ministry, they regard Surrey's numbers as utter fiction. You know, they, they just think they're dreamt up. Worst case scenario, throw everything into the hopper, come up with as big a number you, as you can. And then the number is going to be different than the differential number, no question. they probably lowball in it. And I mean, this, the Surrey, Minnesota is high balling. So I, my advice, stay away from the numbers until you actually see, show the, as my math teacher would say, show your work Show it in the margins. How did you get to this figure? Because until either side says this is how we get to this figure, I just don't think any number is believable. And that's the hard problem Surrey and the government are gonna have. They've got to square away their numbers when it comes to costs. And they haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well let's go to is it Perry in Surrey? Hi, Jazz. Hi Perry, what's on your mind? Well,
1: being a resident of Surrey, you know, there's a huge timeline here. Doug McCallum in the beginning. Uh, he had the right idea, but when COVID hit us, he should have put the brakes on. Everything was supply chain affected, mm-hmm. and then he didn't do that, and that got everybody upset. And then we elected a new mayor, and then she said she was going to go for it.
0: I, it just, it's just crazy. It's just time to move on. So you're okay with the? the you think that the, it's 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 way past the you know debate now. Let's just get on with the transition to Surrey, police.
1: Service. Oh, it's it, yeah. There was time
0: to debate a long time ago. They didn't opt to do that. It's just time to move on. Yeah. Perry, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Every Uh,
1: time I get stopped by Surrey residents at the legislature, which is on a daily basis, that seems to be the overwhelming sentiment. Let's just move on to something else. Um, I don't think either side has a lot of credibility with the voters of Surrey on this issue. I don't think either side can make its case in front of the voters at this late date. I think people are just justifiably tired of this thing.
0: Mm -hmm. And so uh, in regards to Mr. Farnworth and his comments uh, earlier today, we can expect some something on Monday.
1: Monday or Tuesday, I'm told. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those days is we're going to see uh, something in front of the House. And keep in mind, an all-party committee uh, has been at work, was at work, they finished their report last year, on a complete re- rewrite of the police act. So there's going to be all sorts of changes to the police act that have nothing to do with the Surrey transition, but there are going to be changes that do affect other transitions in other jurisdictions and municipalities. And there might be something in there that affects Surrey specifically that we haven't figured out yet.
0: Well, it is a story that keeps on giving, and I ain't complaining about
1: that. Have a, a great, great weekend.